Welcome to Hymn Stories, a podcast about how our songs of the faith came to be and how they have encouraged, comforted, and strengthened believers like you and me. Hymn Stories is a part of the Media Gratier Podcast Network. My name is Ryan Bush. And must I part with all I have, my dearest Lord, for Thee? It is but right, since Thou hast done much more than this for me. J. Oswald Sanders, a Bible teacher and missionary leader from New Zealand, told about an Indian Christian who walked barefoot from village to village preaching the gospel. After a long day and many miles, he came to a village where he tried to preach but was rudely spurned. He went out of the village, lay down under a tree, and fell asleep from sheer exhaustion. Suddenly, he awoke and saw people looking at him, surrounding him. He thought that they had come to hurt or even kill him. The headman of the village explained that when they saw his blistered and bleeding feet, they knew that he must be a holy man. They had been wrong to reject him. They wanted to hear the message that he had walked so far to bring them. Isaac Watts wrote, How beauteous are the feet who stand on Zion's hill, who bring salvation on their tongues and words of peace reveal. William Carey was born at Hackleton in Northamptonshire to poor parents in 1761. At the age of 14, he was apprenticed to a cobbler. And for many years, his life was a continuous battle with poverty. Carey was not so much concerned, however, with improving his finances as he was with improving his mind. He bought books every chance he got. It was the work of Reverend Robert Hall that had the most consequential effect on him. His writings convinced young William Carey that it was his duty to proclaim to others the Christ he had found for himself. In the year 1780, at the age of 19, he made his appearance in one of the village pulpits and preached his first sermon. Carey knew only the established Church of England until he came into contact with the Northamptonshire Baptist Association in 1782. As he came to know them and listen to the preaching of Dr. John Ryland, his views on the subject of baptism began to change. Accordingly, he was immersed by Dr. John Ryland in October of 1783. In 1787, he became minister of the church at Moulton in Northamptonshire. By this time, he was married and a young family was growing up around him. His congregation, however, was only able to pay him a fraction of what he needed to support his family, so he kept on with his shoemaking as well. It was during this time that the great project of Carey's life began to take shape. He got a hold of a copy of the book, Cook's Voyages, where he read about the peoples and cultures of the world. No sooner had he become acquainted with the spiritual desperation of the nations than he felt compelled to communicate the gospel to them. He made and hung a crude world map on the wall of his workshop. As he sat mending his shoes, his eyes used to turn toward it, and his heart was drawn toward the nations. William Wilberforce said in the House of Commons, 
In this workshop, the poor cobbler formed the resolution to get the millions of Hindus the Bible in their own language. A voice crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a path for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be straight and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken. But it was a long road, and many obstacles lay between Northamptonshire and Serampur. He needed an organization to send him, yet very few of Carey's ministerial friends gave him any encouragement in this endeavor. At a meeting of ministers held in Northampton, Carey suggested as a topic for discussion the duty of Christians to attempt the spread of the gospel among the heathen. All of a sudden, Mr. Ryland Sr. sprang to his feet and exclaimed, Young man, sit down. When God pleases to convert the heathen, he will do it without your help or mine. Carey remained undefeated. Even in the face of great hardship, neither poverty nor disease, neither the discouraging remarks of his friends, nor the unsympathetic conduct of his wife diminished his tenacity of purpose. These things only strengthened it. Eventually, William Carey, along with others, formed the Baptist Missionary Society. The motto was, Expect great things, attempt great things. On March 26, 1793, William Carey preached one of his last sermons before leaving for India. He delivered it in only at Mr. Sutcliffe's church. His text was Romans 12:1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye give up your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable serving of God. After the sermon, he gave out Benjamin Bedham's hymn called, And Must I Part With All I Have. And must I part with all I have, my dearest Lord, for Thee? It is but right, since Thou hast done much more than this for me. Carrie's heart must have been full as he led the singing that day. The Lord had removed all obstacles from his serving his king in foreign lands. He would soon be forsaking all he had known to give his life for a people that was not his own. With great emphasis, he sounded out the first four words of the second verse. Yes, let it go. Yes, let it go, one look from thee will more than make amends for all the losses I sustain of credit and riches, friends. 
All obstacles having been removed, William Carey and his family embarked in the Crown Princess Maria on the 13th of June, 1793. Carey served in India for many years. His afflictions were excruciating and his faithfulness astounding. Following Carey's example, tens of thousands of missionaries have taken the gospel to foreign lands since Carey's first journey. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. The gospel, God's good news, is for all nations and must be taken to them by the servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, who said, As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. In one of her hymns, Frances Ridley Havergal prays, Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Take my lips and let them be filled with messages from thee. Christ could not provide salvation for us without great cost, and we cannot take it to the world without paying a price. In one of his sermons, James Henley Thornwell said, As Jesus, by his sacrifice, purchased redemption, we, by ours, must make it known. Ten thousand worlds, ten thousand lives, how worthless they appear compared with thee, supremely good, divinely bright and fair. Saviour of souls, could I from thee a single smile obtain? Though destitute of all things else, I'd glory in my Thank you for joining me in this episode of Hymn Stories. May the Lord bless you and keep you as you sing and make melody in your heart to Him.